right, it's day 32 on our 40-day tour through the Gospel of John. We're up to John 15, verses 9 to 27. So let's get our Bibles open there. In verse 11, Jesus says this. He says, I've told you these things so that you'll be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. I want to put my joy in you, and I want to make it so complete that it just flows out of you, Jesus says. Do you have that? I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time. Because once upon a time, somebody told me, taught me what Jesus was saying here in John 15, and it became a defining moment in my life. It changed the trajectory of my life. I realized that the joy that Jesus gives, that he talks about here in John 15, 11, my joy, is not necessarily the same as the world's joy. So often the world teaches us that in order to have joy, happiness, and the world tends to make those two words synonymous, joy and happiness. In order to have joy, your circumstances in life have to be good. Perfect would be better. You have to be having a good day, a good week, a good season of life, and then maybe you can have some joy. But boy, if somebody... Uh, if you lose your job, you got to wait till you get a job. If somebody breaks up with you, you got to wait till you start a new relationship. If you injure your knee before your sophomore year of your college basketball season, you have to wait till it heals, until you get off those crutches and you can get back on the team, and then maybe you can have some joy. That was the story I started to tell yesterday in yesterday's episode, and today I want to tell you the rest of that story when I was a student at Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota. I said yesterday a was we covered the first eight verses of John 15, that after I got injured and I was on crutches and I was having this identity crisis, I heard a sermon from our campus pastor, Pastor Phil, where he challenged us using this text, John 15, where Jesus says, I'm the vine and, and you're the branches. And he said, so he challenged us by saying, what's your deepest connection? And that kind of got the ball rolling, but I still wasn't sure how to apply that to my daily life. But if we read on through John 15, it starts to come more clear. And Pastor Phil helped me with that too. He not only preached the sermon that started to change the trajectory of my life. I mean, I changed my major that year. I went from a mathematics and engineering major to an English lit and communication theory major. It was because I felt the call to become a pastor now uh, instead of what I went into college to become. I mean, much to my surprise, I was on a whole new pathway. Pastor Phil invited me, encouraged me to get involved as a student leader in our campus ministries. And the more I got into that, the deeper my joy became. And I don't mean that because all of a sudden I got involved in some cool church program. It's because by getting more involved in my faith, I was making a deeper connection to Jesus Christ. And by making that deeper connection, I was tapping into the joy that only Jesus can give. It wasn't a joy that I was finding because I was doing things. It was a, or, or getting involved in, in some sort of new human philosophy. It was because I was tapping into the timeless truth of God's word. And that's what I want to point you to today. I want to give you my joy, Jesus says, not a joy that's dependent on everything going perfectly, but a, a, but a joy that is deeper. It comes from a deeper source. It's a, it comes from a timeless truth. It comes from a God who is, was, and always will be. So Pastor Phil challenged me as we got to know each other better and we became friends. He says, Mike, always remember who you are. Always remember what God has made you for because you can't have joy unless you live that out, unless you tap into who God has made you to be instead of trying to become who the world thinks you're supposed to be. I really miss playing on the basketball team. I, I miss the camaraderie. I, I miss the, 
the games. I missed running out on the court. I even missed the grueling practices and the brotherhood that we experienced to support each other through those. And so I don't mean to say that at all or to say that I didn't have any joy at all before. I, I did, but not like this. Not a joy that's untouchable by my circumstances. That's what Jesus offers you, the same thing that he offered me back then, that he offers to everybody. I want to put my joy in you. Well, what's his joy? Pastor Phil helped me see that in the context of the rest of John 15, it's a joy that's surrounded with love. The two verses leading up to verse 11 and the two verses after verse 11 here in John 15 are all about love. Verse 9, Jesus says, I've loved you even as the Father has loved me, so remain in my love. That's what it means to have your branch connected to my vine. It means connected to my love, my love for you, my grace-based love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Next verse, I want to put my joy in you, Jesus says, and make it complete so that it overflows out of you. Next verse, after that, Jesus says, this is my commandment. Love each other the same way I've loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends. It's a you first love. It's a, it's a put the needs of others ahead of my own kind of love. What a shocker that by getting over myself and by starting to live a more selfless life, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying I became some perfect moral saint. I'm just saying that I got closer and closer to Jesus. And the more I did, the more his love started to fill me up. And then that love starts to flow out of me. That's joy producing. And so it's no surprise that the two verses before verse 11, that's all about joy. And the two verses after verse 11, that's all about joy are all about love. So love surrounds joy. The joy of Jesus comes our way through the love of God. It gets even better. Because the original Greek word for joy is kara. The original Greek word for love is charis, or grace-based love, or grace is charis. So this love that Jesus gives is a grace-based love. The love that the world talks about is a love that's, you know, kind of dependent. If people earn my love, I'll give them my love. If people stop deserving my love, then I can dismiss them and I don't have to love them anymore. So I'll love the people who love me. I'll love the people who agree with me. And I don't have to love the people who disagree. And I don't have to love the people who do something wrong. And I don't have to love the people who don't deserve it. How's that going for you? Jesus teaches something radically different. He says, I want you to love people the way I loved you, a grace-based love. A love that isn't about what you deserve, that isn't earned, that it's freely given. No matter what, that you continue to give. You don't have to like what people do. You, you don't have to uh, just say, well, whatever, it doesn't matter and become a doormat. It's not about that. Love is way stronger than that. Love is forgiveness and grace. Love is being able to say, you still matter to me. I, I still include you in my life. I still love you, even though... You don't always earn it or deserve it. That's the kind of love that Jesus gives to us. And so that's the kind of love that Jesus commands us to share with one another. The Greek word for that kind of love, grace-based love, is charis. The Greek word for the joy that Jesus is talking about here, the untouchable joy, is kara. If those sound the same, they should, because they're the same word in the original Greek, which of course means if you want to experience the untouchable joy of Jesus Christ, you have to start with grace. God's grace-based love for you and then overflowing out of you to your grace-based love for the world around you.
not an earned love or a deserved love, a love that is just given because the giver wants to give it. That's what God gives to us through Jesus Christ, and that's what Jesus commands us to give to others inspired by his love for us. And here's the best part. That's what gives you an untouchable joy that you know that you know that you're loved by the God of creation, that you know that this God is with you no matter what, in good days and bad, when you're on crutches and limping around campus or when you're running out, being announced in the starting lineup for your college basketball team, doesn't matter. You can still have a deeper joy. You can have a joy whether your job is perfect or your job is completely messed up right now. You can have joy when you're healthy or you can have joy when you're dealing with a virus in the middle of a pandemic. You can have joy when you're grieving. You can have joy when you're on a mountaintop of happiness. You can have joy every moment of every day because you're in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I came and I've said these things to you so that you'll be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Jesus goes on to say that I want to make sure you know that you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And now I call you my friends. (laughs) Sally and I, during this pandemic, have uh, binged watched a couple of shows. And somebody told us that we should watch this show on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit. It's not perfect. I'm not saying it's like, you know, morally pure in every way. But man, the last episode. And I don't want to give too much away, but I'll just say this. In the end, the the hero, the, 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 the main character, she discovers that It's not so much about what happens in the tournament on the chessboard because it doesn't really count unless her friends are a part of it too. But that's where real joy comes from. It comes from a source of love and friends who loved her even though she didn't always deserve it, even though she kind of messed up sometimes and they could have just dismissed her completely. But they had a grace-based love for her and that led to joy. And one of the coolest closing episodes of any show I've seen and binged watched in a long time. That's just an example. That's fiction. This is fact. You can have joy today. An untouchable joy that Jesus offers to you, that he gave to me, that changed my life, that he gives to the whole world. Receive it. Share it. We'll see you tomorrow. Please like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using that helps us get the word out. And join us for weekend worship. You can go to lutheranchurchofhope.org to find out how. We'll see you there.